Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friend Jake gives you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides, for the latest updates and information. You can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. You can follow my friend Jake on Twitter at my friend underscore Jake. This Major League Baseball episode covers every game scheduled to be played on Friday, October 14th, 2022. We got three games for you here today. In case you're here, Check the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for a primer and explanation. You can pause if need be. Otherwise, the goals for this episode are to share key information about today's games, give you a few things to think on, and explain why certain plays are being made. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, rather hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your hard-earned money. As always, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so what I provide are loves, likes, and leans, that is A, B, and C grades, to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. However, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Jake, so far, looking pretty profitable here on the playoffs again. Uh, that's always exciting. And we got three games, just like I predicted uh, yesterday. I predicted that we would not get the Shakey's game. So now you get to talk about three games. So Merry Christmas, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's just more fun for me to have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, well, before we get to these games, reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. If you turn on notifications, you'll miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. And a reminder, we've started up a Patreon page for those of you looking to support the show and get extra benefits. Membership starts at just $3 per month, which gets you the play of the day, all sorts of extra plays that we don't make on show because the line's not available or a number changes. Uh, it's a, it, I, think, I think it's worth your $3 every month. Uh, and there's also extra tiers to get other fun stuff, ways to get contact with us easier, early access to spreads, ad-free shows, all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, otherwise, let's get to the games. All lines courtesy of Bet Online. Sign up link in the show description. And current as of the time of this recording, uh, we're actually here on Thursday afternoon, so a decent timeout before the games. Uh, price is accurate as of now. Um, well, who knows how they move, of course. Uh, but the prices you see on the screen in parentheses on the banners are the money line prices needed for these plays to reach a certain level play according to sideline. So we do have an afternoon game here, an early afternoon game on Friday. Guardians at the Yankees, um, as I mentioned in yesterday's show, Y'all know how I feel about the Guardians. <clears throat> so, uh, uh, Jake, point up to the sky there. I'll put a link right there uh, for people. Other side. Yep, right there. Yep, yep, yep. Somewhere there. Uh, a link. And that way you can uh, uh, click that if you have not seen my take on the Guardians. Uh, Y'all probably already know how I feel about the Guardians. <laughs> the thing I want to talk about is the total. Uh, I really like this over six. It's got a little juice attached to it. But this doesn't make any sense to me here. Uh, you know, the pitching is good in the playoffs, but the hitting is usually pretty good too. This Guardians offense is slightly above average. Uh, Yankees offense is pretty good. Yankees bullpen is nothing to write home about. Nestor Cortez, uh, I mentioned this yesterday, you know, a good ERA, but the underlying metrics suggest he's very hittable. Um, and, and Bieber's a good pitcher, but it's hard to shut down a really good offense. It's, this is a situation where if the weather was miserable, I could see a low total, but we're going to be talking about mid to upper 60s for this game and about a 10 mile an hour wind blowing out the entire game i mean the weather's going to be pretty conducive for hitting uh six doesn't make any sense for me on this one the sideline says 6.9 so uh in addition to the guardians a grade play that i already talked about on 
the previous show. Current price is plus 126 there for now. Uh, but I love this over six as well. I played over six and a half. So I think seven is the most likely outcome of this game. But over six is just even better having that push protection on a four to two type ball game. Uh, Jake, what is your take for us on this game? Yeah, I really like Bieber here. I think this is a great spot for the Guardians and playing playing there. Not like now you've talked me into the total. I didn't realize the wind was going to be like that. So I really like the over six. I'm not sure why that's kept down. It's not like either of these pitchers are locked down, like you know, like Degrom esque. Right, not going to score on them. I, I don't know why it's six. Is- it- and Bieber's the closest thing to that, but the Yankees' offense is good, right? It's not like it's, you know, yeah, if it's if it's Bieber against Tampa, that was a different story, right? But the Yankees' offense is a little bit better than Tampa Bay's. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I, I mean, especially the way that they can really punish somebody, especially at home, the mm-hmm. short porch. I, mm-hmm. I just, the over is a really good play. I really, I just like the Guardians here. And, I mean, if you're if you're a Guardians fan, you've got to be really excited. You've got, what, the youngest team in baseball? Yeah. I mean, and you're here already in the playoffs. So Jose bad. Ramirez is the uh, the old man in the in the crew. <laughs> He's not that old. And I mean, my man took a huge discount to stay there too. Yeah. So that's got to make you thrilled. Yeah. Uh, so I I would be excited if I was a Guardians fan, and I, I think they get this one here too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And and it's yeah, as as. Good as Bieber looked in that first game, I think he's one of the better pitchers in baseball. But that was also uh, a colder day and the wind blowing in almost, I believe, at like 15 miles an hour. I mean, it was just a different situation in that game against Tampa. And obviously, a much worse Tampa offense. Uh, he's very good, but I mean, he gives up a couple of runs to the Yankees. And like I said, I think the Guardians in this in these conditions can hit around Cortez. So yeah, over six and Guardians to play there in that one. 437 Eastern first pitch Braves at the Phillies. No line on this one yet. Uh, it will be Aaron Nola for the Phillies. We do not know who it's going to be for the Braves. It might be Spencer Strider, at which point I like the Braves better. All indications are that it's going to be Charlie Morton. So if this changes, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get that update out on Patreon there as well with new numbers for this one and, and new picks. But for now, we can kind of just talk about what our high points are. Uh, weather-wise, we're at mid-60s to start. Cooling down, though, as the sun will be going down by the end of this game, uh, around 60 degrees to finish. Winds will be out to start at around 5 to 6 miles an hour, a little bit dying down as the night goes along. Sideline says 7.5 for the total. Uh, so, I mean, if it's 7, I go over. If it's 8, I go under. I can't see why it would be 8. It's probably more of an over 7 uh, than anything else. But if it's 7.5, it's past for me. I trust Aaron Nola. I don't really trust Charlie Morton. I mean, Morton has been fantastic in the playoffs as an Astros fan. I'm well aware of this, uh, both for what he's done for me and against me when he was with the Rays a couple years ago in that game seven. Uh, And then last year in the World Series, even though it was only a couple innings or only a few innings, they're pitching really well on that broken leg. Uh, It's just that last year's Charlie Morton finished the season really strong and Two years ago, Charlie Morton was just really good. This year's Charlie Morton is really starting to show that age. 434 ERA and the underlying metrics suggest it should be above four. I mean, he still gets a little bit better of a projection than that based off of how good he's been historically, but I just don't trust Morton. I think the Phillies should be favorites here. Sideline says minus 113. The edge that the Braves have on offense and that the edge that the Braves have in the bullpen is offset by just how much better Nola is than Morton. So sideline says Phillies minus 113. You can see the buy prices according to the model there on screen. If I can get even money with the Phillies, that would be an A-grade play, B-grade play, minus 10-something 
For the Braves, I would need plus 115 as my buy point. And once you get up to plus 125 or better, it's an A-grade pick. Uh, Jake, you obviously have emotions invested in this game. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> do you have a buy point for either team? Or is it is it you're just backing the Braves because you love them? Or is it I'm staying away because my heart's already invested? I feel like you could go either way on this one. So, I, I, honestly, my, my play is probably going to be Philly's run line. Get okay. them a plus one and a half. Uh, okay. Just because just I, I don't trust their bullpen. I really like Atlanta's bullpen. And I, I think yeah. the offenses are fairly even, like overall. But I think Atlanta, they don't have the high power like you have Harper and Castellanos as, as much as the Phillies do. But, but like, they have much more depth. Yeah, yeah, all the way to the end is tough. As you saw, I mean, Wheeler was killing it through five and then yeah. just got, got beat in the one inning, really. It, so I, I could see that happening, but Morton has not been the same Morton. I'm not yeah. really sure what the Braves saw that they wanted to give him another, like I think it was a one-year deal with another the player year, option yeah. for $20 million. Um, So I'm not exactly sure what was going on there, but – could be a veteran presence type thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm like you. like They got so many good young arms. I feel like guaranteeing him a spot at this point seems a little bit foolish, but maybe it's a clubhouse thing. Who knows? Yeah. But, you know, but in Alex Anthropolis, I touch, uh, I trust. I yeah. Know, yeah. Well, like, last year it made, it definitely made sense. As he was yeah. getting older, but last year with how well he finished, it was like, absolutely bring that guy back. Like 20 million, who cares? He's worth it. This year it's like, uh, I don't know. So maybe they're hoping to respark some of that magic. And, yeah. I mean, cause like you said, pitching on that broken leg was just nuts. That yeah. was, yeah. was all-star level stuff. Yeah. And, so, like I said, I'm probably playing the Phillies run line because I think it's going to be a close game because, what, Philly's been waiting 11 years for this home playoff yeah, game? Yeah. And so that place is going to be rocking, and I, I can see that really having an effect and helping helping some of those uh, lesser guys out. But, uh, oh, man, I'm, I'm very nervous. <laughs> That's a Braves fan. Yes. Like, I think we were texting before that, like, uh, before the series started, I said, if the Braves lose one, coming back to, <laughs> to see Wheeler or Nola in game three is scary. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what happened. So, um, so you'd be probably eyeing, I'm guessing, maybe like minus 200, minus 210 or something on the Phillies run line. Is it yeah. still it's still safe, you think? Yeah, yeah. Uh, any, anything probably below minus 220, I would probably okay. play it. That's okay. probably the limit, but I'm hoping for minus 200. Okay. This would be really interesting because I don't know who's going to be favored. Um, I could see either team being favored, and that will affect, obviously, the value you can get on the run line. Uh, whether you have to go to an alternate run line or whether you just play the normal uh, the normal run line. But I could see either team being a slight favorite in this one. So, like I said, I think the Phillies should be slight favorites. Um, again, you can see the prices there that I would be investing in if I could get those prices or better. Uh, so we'll we'll see when a, when a number comes out. Again, assuming it is Morton. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this series really reminds me of the Brewers series last year with the Braves. Like, because it's very similar pitching-wise. Like, it's, I mean, and everything with between the matchups and stuff. So it's um, – very nervous about it, but hopefully we come through. Jake, how do you, how do you feel about my over seven thought? If we can see a seven, I feel like over seven makes a lot of sense that we got that push protection. Yeah. You got the Phillies offense, like you said, not as good, but should be able to hit Morton. Um, the Phillies bullpen, not as good. So, I mean, obviously you have to worry about Nola going eight, but in the postseason, that tends to not happen. Uh, Braves I, should I'll, be able to get a few runs off the Phillies. I, I feel like over seven seems, seems good. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, especially the way – I can't remember the Phillies' new manager's name, um, but the guy that they it was fake, interim, but now, now fake Girardi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean the way he the way he does it, like he was having uh, Harper and uh, I can't remember go go up there to bunt against the mm. shift. 
So that mm-hmm. he's gonna be he's gonna be playing to get the runs when he can. And he's gonna take advantage. So that that kind of bodes well. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then the Braves can they're, they're feast or famine sometimes when it comes to with home runs. But man, I I, I think the over seven is a really good play because if, especially if it's Morton, if it's Strider, I get a little more nervous. I, yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Strider's a much better pitcher. Uh, you do have the concern about like you said, the place will be rocking. Strider being a rookie, like how that might affect him uh, there. But just in terms of Talent-wise, Strider is a fantastic pitcher. I, I, sideline, I guarantee I, I could plug it in here, but I guarantee Sideline would not make this seven and a half. It was Strider probably would make it, you know, seven or something like that because he, he he changes things a lot for them. Yeah, because because Morton tends tends to give it up a little more right now. So yeah, as, I, yeah. if it's Morton, I would, I would like the over seven. Okay, it'll Strider. probably seven. It'll probably seven and a half. But yeah, some of these totals have been a little bit low in the playoffs. So if we can yeah. get an over seven, I'm like, I think that's something. I'm throwing it out there. If you could see it, that's something I would jump on. Yep. Uh, rounding us out, uh, split series, Padres getting a win on the road. You know, I kind of mentioned this, like they're in, they really got to win three and four and, and they definitely can win one of them. The You know, they, they'll be toss ups ish in both games with Snell and Musgrove, uh, two really good pitchers. Snell having such a great regular season, great close the regular season Musgrove, uh, struggling more down the stretch. But I mean, that start against the Mets was fantastic. All of his, which is why they were, you know, thinking he was cheating or all his spin rates, everything was up. Part of that's probably just a drill in from the playoffs, right? Do you, do you buy into the hot sauce on the ears to keep him locked in? Uh, no. Like, <laughs> well, like, I buy well, in that. I've been hearing that and I'm like. I, I buy in that maybe he did that, but I don't buy in that that would actually help. I mean, that just seems crazy to me. But yeah. also, athletes are crazy. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, especially at that level, you're looking for whatever. But man. yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, but I mean, I, I also write that up to adrenaline, right? In that start. So, uh, and that's how it's going to be in all the playoffs, right? So, you got two really good pitchers. And they really got to win both. Going back to LA and then having to give the ball to question mark, question mark, question mark, or somebody on short rest or. Who the heck knows, right? Like, it would be tough for them. So they really need to win both. It starts here with uh, Blake Snell and Tony Gonsolin. I know that Gonsolin has the 214 ERA. I've said it all season, though. I think he's getting really lucky. I don't think he's that good. I think he's good, not great. Um, very similar to Cortez, honestly, talking about him earlier in the Yankees game. Underlying metrics say Gonson's ERA should be uh, in the mid to low threes, which again is still good. I just think that Snell's a better pitcher. The underlying metrics suggest that Snell's ERA should actually be in the upper twos. So I think the Padres have an edge here in starting pitcher sideline give Snell an 84 rating. And Gonsolin at 93, again, 100 is average, and the lower you get, the better. So I think the Padres have a pretty big edge there. Dodgers make a little bit of that back, back up in the bullpen. The interesting with the Dodgers is that they're one of the few teams left in the postseason that when I look at the overall bullpen versus the top three, the top three drops off for the Dodgers. That's because they don't have Kimbrell, but because they don't have good Kimbrell, right? It's not that they don't have Kimbrell in general. It's that they don't have good Kimbrell. We haven't seen good Kimbrell in years. months now, years. Yeah, right. It kind of... Depends on which eye you close. If you could say maybe there was a stretch, right? And so it's an interesting thing because the Dodgers have a lot of depth in their bullpen. And so what I do for the playoffs is I kind of weight the back guys a little bit more, which is a little bit of an interesting shift because you, those type guys tend to get used more. But what we've seen, especially with Dave Roberts, sometimes is shorter use from the starters. Some of those depth guys get used. So that'll probably help out the Dodgers, how much depth they have, but they do lack a little bit at the top end. Padres reliever is decent. So again, all that rambling aside, Snell, I think, is the biggest edge pitching-wise, but the Dodgers make up a little bit of that with relievers. Dodgers offense, a little bit better. Here's the thing, though. The Dodgers, a little bit left-handed heavy. According to sideline, the Dodgers versus a lefty is the same as the Padres versus a righty. So the Dodgers get a little bit of a ding there with some of the extra left-handed hitters they have. 
Sideline says this should be Padres minus 103. Basically that the Dodgers are still the better team in this situation, but the game in San Diego means the Padres should be slight, slight, slight favorites. Basically a coin toss game. Give me Padres plus 108. It's an A-grade play for me. Um, bottom line here is that I don't know what's going to happen, but plus 108 offers really good value. Um, Snell struggled in the wild card start, but I just don't trust Gonsolin either. Um, it should be a fantastic game. Like I said, I just it's all about the price in this one. Plus 108 is an A-grade pick for me on the Padres. Barely, as you can see on screen, we need plus 107 to get to an A-grade play. So um, just ekes into an A-grade. And the total on this one is 7.5. Sideline says 7.4. So it's, 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 a, it's a situation just like games 1 and 2. And I think games 1 and 2 both landed at 8. And both of them, I said... I didn't like going over seven and a half as much as I like going over seven or under eight. And I think in both of the, all those situations, under eight would have pushed over seven wins. Same thing here. Seven and a half pass for me. If I get over seven, I'd do it. If I go under eight, I would do it. Uh, at seven and a half, it's passed for me. Uh, Jake, what do you have for us on this one? This is probably the dumbest thing I've done all year, but I'm, I'm actually going to go against the model. <laughs> I haven't done it yet. I, I'm, I'm taking the Dodgers here. I, I just – the way – I got real nervous because, like you said, Snell struggled against the Mets there and at, at the wild card. And, yep. he, like, I get uh, just worried that maybe the situation's get gotten too big for him or something like that. And he's got a real short leash there already because that's going to be weighing into, like, like you said, three and four are so important for the Padres. So I'm worried with the short leash and the pressure situation. You can't make a mistake in that Dodgers lineup. I know we talked yes. about the depth of the – Braves lineup, but it's nowhere near what the Dodgers yeah, are, yeah. and and I mean, Gons like Gonsolin is not as good as the stats are saying this year. That he's, he's not that ERA, but he's still good. And still good. Ha having that offense behind you lets you be a little more aggressive, take a few more chances. I think maybe that pays out. I, I just I just don't trust that Snell and the Philly or Philly Padres bullpen to get get through this one unscathed i think they stand a better chance to win game four mm -hmm. um, if they would have if they would have lost game two or might have gone a little harder i've been a little more um on them for this one but i just i think since the dodgers lost they're to come back a little a little more meaner i think um it's it's interesting i can't believe i'm gonna say this i think that Sean Manaya could be the difference maker in this series. And I can't believe I'm saying that. I can't believe I'm saying I mean, there's, there's still a reason the Dodgers should be favored in this series, right? Uh, it's because of that statement right there. I, I think the Padres made the right decision by throwing Snell in game two against the Mets because of the fact that the Mets being also left-handed heavy, that made more sense, I think, uh, than throwing Musgrove in that spot, especially with how they finished the season. This is the situation, though, where I'd rather have a Musgrove in game three than four simply because uh, again, while the Dodgers are a little bit left in heavy, I'd rather have Musgrove. And then that way you kind of trust him to go a little deeper. If he doesn't, you have Mania, you go righty lefty. Um, if he does, then you've got all your bullpen rested to throw after Snell. This one's going to be tough because with Snell first, if something happens, it's got, you, you don't really want to go to Mania lefty lefty. You'd rather save him for coming in after Musgrove if something happens or Really, you need him for game five after Clevenger. Tell Clevenger just like maybe try to get through one time or maybe just start Mania and say, screw it. Clevenger's terrible. Like I've been I've been saying that for months now. Um, and and Mania is at least like sometimes super terrible and sometimes good. So maybe you get good Mania, right? Who knows, right? Um, but this one's a lot tougher because you really have to use all of your bullpen if something happens. And then that really puts a lot of pressure on Musgrove because then you don't have 
a rested bullpen behind him. So it's kind of a, I don't want to say all or nothing type game for the Padres, but it is a lot on Snell. If he has a good start, and that's another way to look at this, right? With talking about player props, if is another way to look, especially if the prices change, you don't feel like you're getting good value. Um, if you, if you want to set back the Dodgers rather than maybe playing like a minus 118, which is the price right now, maybe just take Snell's outs under or something and just say you assume he doesn't pitch well or you assume he has an early hook. Um, and then at that point, you maybe you get a slightly better price or maybe you just like you get that done win and you don't have to worry about the rest of the game, that sort of thing. So a, an alternative way to look there because it's so tied into Snell. If he pitches well, they got a good shot to win this game. And if he doesn't, they don't. And I don't know if that's true for Gonsolin. Like Gonsolin can struggle and that Dodgers bullpen solid enough they can just scrap or whatever. So it's like, I just think the Dodgers success is less correlated with Gonsolin. And the Padres is so correlated with Snell. Yeah. And uh, I mean, this was going to be the same conversation you had if it was the Mets in there too. Like, absolutely. Like that, that third pitcher is uh, what, what are we going to do with games three and four? If, if you're able to still one, uh, and I just feel sorry for both these managers because it, Danged if you do, danged if you don't kind of deal. And it's crazy because both of them had third and fourth pitchers all season that you felt like you trusted. And then, you know, the Padres thought Clevenger was going to be better. They thought they'd have McKenzie Gore and then he got hurt and they, then they traded them. They thought they'd have Manaya. I mean, the, the Mets, right? Bassett just really fell apart right down the stretch. Uh, I mean, it, Walker yeah, it's like, was oh, never fully healthy. Never Walker never really got healthy. Absolutely. And so, yeah, it's like both of them thought they had that depth to had that third and fourth guy behind their top two and, uh, or, or the fourth and fifth guy, whatever. Right. And, and they yeah. just, just didn't quite manifest. And they kind of put themselves in a, a, a tighter, like you're good. Like Bassett and Snell, same sort of thing. Like both of them are good. Both of them are like, and, and Musgrove kind of the way he finished, same thing. Good, but like, not quite that same level of like the Verlanders, the Valdez, the Castillos, the Biebers, the Coles, all those guys where you're just like, trust them, right? They're, they're kind of a little bit more, a little bit more nervous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this should be a really fun game to watch. It should be. There, there's going to be a lot of puzzle piece on from them. Uh, I'm not so sure on about the Dodgers side, but probably from the Padres side, it is going to be a lot of, can he pull the right levers at the right yeah. time? Right. Yeah. Do, uh, Dave Roberts has an easy job. I think it's, yeah. if Gonson's pitching well, let him go. If not, you got a ton of good arms out there. Just bring in your relievers one after another, just to pray to relievers and they'll be fine. The Padres is very much like, how much do you let Snell go? Because those relievers have looked good this series. Uh, and sideline still thinks they're okay, but like they've had some bad moments. They've had some scary moments. So it's just, and that like you said, that Dodgers offense can really punish you. So it's just a little bit more of a, what the levers that you pull for the Padres, but the pitching is a whole lot. Like I said, I think Dave Roberts is easy job. If, if Gonzalez pitching well, great. If not, the, the relievers, you're fine. <laughs> no big yeah. deal. Yeah, we're, we're okay. Yeah, but it should be, should be a fascinating one to watch. Uh, Jake, any parting words other than, uh, you know, you're, you're losing more hair watching the Braves this playoffs? Yes, that, that is that is definitely because, like, last year there was no expectation, so it was all fun. And this this time I'm like, oh, cursing a lot of things. But, you know, we're – Got faith in us. We lost the first one to the Brewers last year. Came back and ran ran through everybody. Really don't want to see. I really need the Padres to win this because I don't want to see Freddie Freeman. I don't want to have to root against that guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, we get some really interesting series. I think all four of them are fantastic. So it should be a lot of fun. Play, playoff baseball this year is great. It is just yeah. all the way around. <laughs> Yep, absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can share all the sports betting content we've brought on this channel. It's dropped right into your feed. I will see you again tomorrow with more sports betting content. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.